Friends, today we tell a story of hope, but it begins with despair. We tell a story of finding your way, but it begins in the wilderness. We tell a story of sharing a meal with a friend, but it begins with a stranger. We tell a story of remembering, but it begins with forgetting. Today we tell a story of life, but it begins with the death. Come, enter the story, whoever you are, sister, father, grandmother, friend, whatever you are, gay, straight, Latino, transgender, Korean, East African, Western European, wherever you are, heavy-hearted, joyful, excited, maybe cranky. Come, let us enter this story. Come, let us worship together. Once upon a time, a long time ago, before there were Unitarian Universalists. A long, long, long time ago, before there were Lutherans or Catholics or or Christians. I mean a really long, long, long time ago. There were two travelers who walked together down a dusty road in a faraway land. were walking to a small village called Emmaus, a few miles from the city of Jerusalem. Look, there they are now. Something terrible had happened in Jerusalem, and the two travelers walked along with heavy hearts and downcast eyes. They were very sad. Their friend and teacher had been killed, and they were beside themselves with grief. Their teacher was Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus had gone to Jerusalem to speak and teach about a new way of being in the world. This was very dangerous. He had been attracting larger and larger crowds with his ideas, and he had a way a way of offering hope that really took root in people's hearts. This made him very popular with poor people, with sick people, with slaves and women. And hungry people and homeless people. But it made him very, very dangerous to people who wanted things to stay exactly as they were. Jesus had been killed in the way most people were put to death in those days by the Roman government. 
His body had been nailed to a large cross of wood. It took a long time to die that way. And his friends, the travelers, had watched him suffer. They were so sad. The travelers stopped along the side of the road and they wept. They comforted one another. They prayed. They remembered some of the stories that their dear friend would tell and even in their grief, laughter would unexpectedly rise from their lips. At the side of the road there, they held all the joy and sorrow that was in their hearts. After the prayers... The travelers gathered their things and continued along the road to Emmaus. They sang a song of hope, just like we did, even though their hearts were heavy. They sang a song of justice, just like we did, even when justice seemed so far away. While they were walking, another traveler, a stranger, came along. Look, there he is now. The stranger skipped down the road like he was happy or something. (laughs) He was a little bit strange, to say the least. And they weren't quite sure what to think of this guy. The stranger asked them, Hey, what are you guys talking about, hmm? What are you talking about while you walk along with each other? The two travelers looked at each other. Whoa, is this guy from Mars? So the traveler named Cleopas answered, Are you the only stranger in all of Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there? What things? What are you guys talking about? It looks like it's making you very upset. Maybe you should stop talking about it. Maybe you should look at the sky and give thanks to God for how blue it is, or, or maybe you should sit yourself down on that fig tree under there and be grateful for shade. Maybe you should sing a song. Hey, do you know this one? Come sing a song with me.
I were sad, I would sing a song. Well, that would be my advice anyway. So what are you guys talking about? The travelers couldn't believe this guy. We are talking about Jesus of Nazareth, the mighty prophet. He was mighty in his words and in everything he did before God and all the people. We are talking about how he was put to death. Don't you understand what a blow this is? We were hoping he would lead us into a time of justice, a time when we would be free. But there won't be any freedom now. There won't be any justice now. Justice is dead. Whoa! Whoa! That's a leap! How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe what all the prophets have declared, including your friend, um, uh, what's his name? Jesus. Right, 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 right. Jesus. Don't you remember what Jesus taught? Don't you remember the prophets? Don't you remember the story of Moses? So... Our stranger is trying to remind the travelers the story of Moses. And maybe Maybe we can help. help. Yeah. The travelers need help. They do need help. Does anybody remember anything about Moses? Yeah? Okay, let me catch people up and then you keep going. So (sighs) he was in Egypt when the Pharaoh wanted to put all the baby boys, all the babies to death, you said. And the daughter of the Pharaoh... not a plant. You just know all this. <laughs> Very, this is good. So then, so the story goes that she, the daughter of the Pharaoh found the baby, needed somebody to nurse him, gave him back to the mother, and then, so he grew up. He was nursed by his mother, given back, raised with the Egyptians, but never forgot who he was, never forgot he was an Israelite. <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> he um, uh, was walking one day, and he saw how he saw the people and how bad they were beaten, and because his people were slaves, right? Mm-hmm. Slaves in Egypt. Okay, this is an important part of the story. And um, then he he saw and a guard beating an older man, um, and he pushed, they, they were on a ledge, and he pushed the guard off and killed him. Um, and then he ran away because he was ashamed of what he did and afraid, and he ran into the desert, and he saw a burning bush. And... You are a star. <laughs> and so, what about that burning bush? What about Does anybody the bush? remember what the what the bush? What did what did the what happened? Does anybody know that part of the story? Because this is an important part. This is an important part. I know one person knows the rest of the story at least, <laughs> but somebody else, just a little bit, a tidbit. What happened? It can yes. be an adult too. What do you remember? 
That's right. The right. burning and bush was God. The burn, burning bush told Moses. Right. Wow, this is our RE work in action. <laughs> so he, so God told him he needed to go back to Egypt and free the Israelites. So in a way, this story that gets told around this time of year is a story of being enslaved or being in bondage and then being made free. That's what happens. And what? how do the Jewish people celebrate this time of year? Does anybody... Remember what happened? What do you think? Passover. Right. Passover. Yeah. Passover. That's right. Perfect. Right. right. And they eat. That's right. See, the grown-ups know this too, right? <laughs> they eat because we remember that part for sure. That's right. They yeah. eat to remember. They eat to remember. And one of the th- what do you got to say? They that's passed right. over something. That's right. What they pass over? So I'm going to tell you one other thing that's really important for some of the other two for kids to remember about how to think about Passover in a way. When you have a birthday, do you eat something? What do you eat? What's the thing? Cake. Cake. Well, you might eat pizza. But for the most part, people have birthday cakes, right? And And what are you remembering? Mm -hmm. What are you remembering when you eat your birthday cake? You remember when you were born. So you're remembering when you were born and you eat the and before you can eat the cake though, there what do you have to do? There's a candle and you must first make a blow it out and make Make a a someone said wish. Right. You blow it out and you make a wish. So you're remembering the past, but you're also making a wish for the future. And that's what happens at Passover, too. You eat the food to remember the past, but also to make a wish for the future. Yeah, it's like they eat to remember, and they eat and envision a new future of justice. Yeah. Right? And everyone, this is important, too, everyone is welcome at the Passover table. Everyone is welcome to participate in that new vision. And they say... Let all who are hungry come and eat. Let's say that all together. Let Let all all who are are hungry come come and eat. Now, the two travelers over here in this story were most probably Jewish, or at least they loved the teachings and traditions of the Jewish people. And I'll tell you another secret. We know this stranger was a Jew for sure. So, when the stranger starts talking about Moses, everybody's thinking about hardship. Everybody's thinking about a long and sorrowful journey where you don't know which ends up. And everybody's thinking of coming to the promised land, a land of justice and peace and freedom. And freedom. And everybody's thinking about the Passover meal and the Last Supper they had just shared with their friend, Jesus, before he was killed. And freedom. Freedom. And the stranger went on. So, what do you think Jesus was trying to teach you? Huh? He was talking about freedom. Don't you get it? He was talking about the freedom you feel in your heart when you treat a stranger like they are your own family. When you treat a stranger like they are one of your own family, it does something to you. 
He was talking about justice. He was talking about how fast justice grows in your community when everyone is welcomed around a table to eat and drink, no matter if it's Passover or not, no matter if you like them or not. Believe me, if you do that, it does something to you. He was talking about loving the source of life so much that every creature, great or small, powerful or poor, is a blessing in this world. Believe me, you do that, and the promised land is everywhere. Moses led his people to a land where there were no longer slaves. Believe me, Jesus was trying to do the same thing. The travelers shrugged their shoulders. They weren't quite sure what the stranger meant, but at least he was entertaining. (laughs) Now, by this time, they had reached the village of Emmaus. The stranger waved goodbye and skipped ahead as if he were leaving. Wait, don't go, called the travelers. Stay with us. It's almost evening and the day is nearly over. It's too dangerous to be out on the road by yourself. You should stay with us. Stay with us and share a meal. So all three of them went inside. They gathered around the table. But the travelers just could not help themselves. They had to point out a couple more reasons why they were justified in feeling so hopeless. They began, even if what you say is all true, things are a lot more difficult than you may understand. It is now three days since our teacher's death, and some women went to his grave to anoint his body with oil and spices, and the body was gone, poof, gone. We are sure someone stole the body of our teacher from his grave. They are making a mockery of us and everything our teacher stood for. Sure, the women came back with some incredible story about an angel, some vision that told them not to be afraid. That's what angels always say. Don't be afraid. What do they know? It's scary on earth. The stranger said no more words. He simply took the bread from the table, blessed it, and broke it in two. Then he handed a piece to each of them. Oh, the bread felt warm in their hands. The travelers bowed their heads. The smell was so rich and deep, it made their stomachs growl. It made them ache for a taste. Something about the bread jostled their memory banks. Something about the stranger's words made their hearts burn within them. Something about the whole experience made their minds bloom and flower like the flowers on this table. And they saw a future of justice. They 
recognized the stranger. They saw their friend Jesus. And in that instant, the stranger disappeared. Some people think the stranger was Jesus himself come back from the dead. Some people think the stranger was just a stranger. But it doesn't matter. What matters is that we remember and understand that when you start to treat a stranger like they are your own family, it does something to you. When everyone is welcomed at the table to eat and drink, whether you like them or not, it does something to you. If we love the source of life so much that every creature, great or small, is a blessing in this world, then we change the world. And, and everywhere, everywhere you, you look, look is, is the, the promised land. The travelers ran from the inn with their minds and their hearts wide open, and they preached love and freedom for everyone and everything for the rest of their days. May we remember this story and do the same. I love the moment when the stranger breaks the warm bread and the two travelers receive it and hold it, and something in that warm bread, something in the smell, the yeast, something awakens in them, in them. They remember something, something, their hearts are touched and something comes alive. And I think about that and I wonder, what is it about food, about eating that awakens something in us, that stirs distant memories in us? I'm curious, how many of you were around a Seder table this, this weekend? I know some of you were. Did some of you gather around a Seder table? Yes, some of you did. And around that table, there's a lot of food and there's a lot of stories about liberation and freedom. And everyone is welcome around that table. They say, let all who are hungry come and eat. And as you eat and tell these stories around the table, you begin to envision a future where all are free, where justice and love reign. What is it about eating that can stir our memory and awaken our hearts? I think of Jesus, a Jew, who embraced this practice of an open, welcoming table where everyone belonged. If you were poor, Jesus wanted you at the table. If you were sick, Jesus wanted you at the table. If you were a woman, Jesus wanted you at the table. If you were a social outcast, Jesus said, come sit at this table. If you were rich, he might have some words with you about how you could reimagine and open your heart and mind to live in the world in a different way. And he'd say, there's a spot for you at the table. The open seat at the table was love made real. In the world. In these Passover and Easter stories, stories about food and freedom and fellowship and welcome, we see the heartbeat of the Universalist message. The Universalist message is simple and profound and it crosses cultures and religions and borders and barriers. And the message is this We are loved. You, you are loved. We are loved and therefore each of us are called to love one another and the welcome table is a symbol of that
What is it about eating that can stir our memory and awaken our hearts? What is it about eating that can stir our hearts? Let's find out. The table is here. The table is here. The table is set. And our families and ushers will soon begin passing bread and rice cakes and matzah down these aisles. I invite you to take a piece of bread or rice cake or matzah, whatever is right for you, or take nothing. You're welcome to let it pass as well. And to make sure those around you have a piece of bread or rice cake or matzah, don't eat it when you first get it. Just hold it. I would ask the ushers to please begin passing the bread and rice cake and matzah. I invite you to hold. Don't eat it yet, but to hold the bread or the matzah or the rice cake in your hand to imagine, to imagine the rain and the sun that went into the grains that you now hold, to imagine the dirt, the nutrients of the soil that fed the grain, to imagine the hands of those who picked and milled and prepared, shaped, molded, what you now hold in your hand, what will now support and nourish your life. And I invite you to take a bite, to chew, to be present to the experience. I wonder, does this mouthful of food take you back to a warm kitchen, to a family dinner table, to a beloved community that you have been a part of, where you have broken bread, shared stories and dreams and hopes with others around a table. Does this mouthful of food remind you of the teachers, the prophets, the poets, the loved ones, so many others that have shared with us, that have fed us with their wisdom and love and stories that have pointed us in the direction of a new world being possible. I wonder as we eat this, do we remember how we all need the simple gift of food to live? When we eat together, we remember that we belong to one another, that we belong to a great story of freedom and justice. We remember that the story is not done. Freedom and love are still unfolding. And we remember that we are always called to make room for one more. As long as a welcome table is set, love and hope are alive in the world. May it be so. And amen.